Welcome to Crosstalk, the gospel for today and beyond. We are so glad you could join us today. The Crosstalk podcast is in pursuit of growing in our understanding of the gospel and discovering what it means to transfer to the next generation. And now, here are your hosts, Charles and Daniel. Well, we are full swing now into Crosstalk Recording. We're in our second episode now that we are beginning here. And um, as we move into this new season, uh, last week we talked about change and just kind of setting the stage for the year, the season. Um, Now we want to kind of begin to set the stage for what the next few weeks and the months are going to bring as far as topics and things we're going to cover. Um, And simply we're just going to call today the Christian life because we're going to talk about a a lot of different aspects of what we will cover over the next few weeks. And each one of these things will be kind of their own mini-series, if you will, just kind of prepping our listeners on that. Um, But we want to deal with prayer, Scripture, the reality of eternity over the next few weeks. So today we're just going to pick up, we've got a passage that we're just going to kind of give us an overview and set the stage for that for us. Um, And really what we're talking about is living devotionally as a Christian. So we talk about this Christian life. What does it mean to live devotionally in our prayer life, in our view of scripture, how we delve into scripture, in our view of eternity, which then dictates how we live our life and view life. So that's really what we're looking at. That's a lot. Um, but we want to kind of set that stage for you. Maybe we could challenge our listeners to think this way, that my Christian life is not, is not comprised of what I do on Sunday, hmm. of the Lord's Day. Of no, just way to put it. Going yeah. to church, hearing sermons, uh, singing a little bit if I do, right, and then going home. Right. The Christian life is all of life. It is all-consuming. It is. And this, I hope, will help us. And I say us, I mean that. As I was thinking through this, I was thinking, oh, Lord, help me. I need this. I'm really – I've had some transition over the past couple of years. Everything I had in place changed as to timing, and my prayer life changed. It's not what I want it to be. And most Christians can say that, but, you know, the point is – I would like that to change, and I would. I hope my our listeners would like that to change. Yeah, and I would just say this, being real and honest with our listeners, a lot of these things that we're going to talk about are things, as you have already said, things we're wrestling with in our own life. Right. You and I talked about this issue of prayer and the need to be more prayerful, which right. it's a difference of just praying for somebody and being prayerful, which we're going to talk about. Um, also, as we look to Passion for Christ Summit uh, in 2021, Lord willing, we'll have that again. Uh, our theme is going to be on Scripture. Right. Um, and so, and of course, then you have the issue of eternity and how to live with eternity in view. But a lot of these things are born out of realities we're going to be dealing with this year in our own life. Right. And I think uh, that'll hopefully give a lot more weight to it because we're wrestling with it ourselves. Yes. And um, so that just Always. gives a, yeah, that just gives Ever a listener, <laughs> yeah, it gives a listener just a, an idea of why we're going where we're going and then just purely basically where we're going <laughs> and yes. as far as our topics and whatnot. So right. so as we jump into this, uh, three things, a prayerful Christian, a thoughtful Christian, and a watchful Christian. First of all, a prayerful Christian. What do we mean by that? What's the difference between just praying for somebody and being a prayerful Christian? I don't know if, if we stop to think about this whole issue of what it means to be a prayerful Christian. Um, in Philippians, the passage we're talking about, the um, um, 
it's a passage we know about because we think of it in terms of worry. Right. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything. It's a classic passage for It that. is. Yeah. Be anxious for nothing, or don't worry about things, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And then the resulting peace of God, which passes. And I think worry is definitely a aspect or an application of that it passage. Is. It's certainly a part of the mix. But a couple of things come to mind, have come to mind as I was walking through this and thinking through this. One is the alternative to prayer. What's the alternative to prayer? Well, the obvious alternative to prayer is worry. Pr- well, yeah, that it is that <laughs> prayerlessness, which leads right. to worry. Yeah, right. which leads to anxiousness, which leads to anxiety. That's what we're talking about. But leads to us not. Later, we'll talk about thinking biblically. But um, so that shouldn't be an option for us. Um, when First Thessalonians five tells us pray without ceasing, I have a little book. It's interesting. It's written by a Catholic. I don't. Say that too loudly there. I don't want you to think I'm a right. follower of Catholicism. But this fellow had a. I saw this little book at a thrift store, as I often do, and the title of the book was How to Pray Without Ceasing. I thought, I need that. And so I got, well, I didn't realize who wrote it, but it, it, it does have some helpful things in it and what it means to pray always. What it means to pray always. Is, and so, with that in mind, that leads us to, and, and we don't want to get too far into this, as I was afraid we'd get distracted and right. started down the road that right. we're going to be going down next time. Uh, that leads us to the uh, the activity of prayer itself. And Paul talks about the activity of prayer in this passage in Philippians 4, verse 8. But in everything, that's pretty all-inclusive, by prayer, that's a general word for prayer, and supplication, that's the word for asking for stuff. When you supplicate, you ask. And thanksgiving, that's another element of prayer. So there are these different elements of prayer. One not mentioned here is intercession for others. Mm. Uh, so these are the different elements Which of prayer. Which we see in other places in Scripture. So, so the question yeah. is, as we walk through this whole thing on prayer, what is, it, what is prayer? What does it mean to me to be a prayer, to be a prayer warrior? You know, I've had people say, I say this tentatively. I've had my wife say, if you want somebody to pray for you, ask my husband to pray. He'll pray for you. Well, I appreciate that. But I don't consider myself a prayerful person. So, or at least not as I ought to be. So are you talking about an attitude? A mindset? Attitude certainly has something to do with it. A mindset, a a manner of life, you know. Because it's very natural for us, if we look at the passages of Scripture there in Philippians, it's very natural for us to worry to be anxious. Yeah, that comes naturally. We don't have to complain. Worry about that. We don't have to fool with that or worry about that. Be ungrateful, whatever. It, it, it happens. It leads yeah. down to all these roads. So it, there is a sense in which the mindset of a prayerful person has to change in order to be prayerful. It does. And, but which comes first? Does the right. change come? Right. Or the activity come? I liked what a brother said years ago. He said, I found that I can. Act my way into a feeling better than I can feel my way into an action. And that's <laughs> that's so exactly true. true. I don't want to get out of bed in the morning. Yeah. I just do I just what do I, I just do what I got to do. Yeah. <laughs> right. And there are a number of other things in life. Oh, I don't feel like it. Well, welcome to the club. A lot of us don't feel like certain things. I remember Elizabeth Elliot saying she never felt like writing. She did not like to write. Yeah, I don't like to work out. You people, I do it because of the results. Yeah. I, I don't. You I have don't a like to do it. I, yeah. it's, it's Make this morning, yourself do it. This, this morning we got a with my wife and I was just like oh my goodness I really don't want to work out this morning 
I say that a lot, actually. Yeah, yeah, my wife says that. I like to work out, so I can't appreciate that. But and, and that's and again, but it's mindset, it's attitude. It is. Yeah. So, as William says, mm. so. Um, and if you don't know who William is, well, he's my son. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't like starting sentences with so, and I just did. What we need to move on to our next thought. And that is the thoughtful Christian, because if we don't, we're going to get stuck here with prayer. No, it's true, but I think all of that, just to wrap it up, do we aspire and want to be prayerful in a biblical sense? And And that's what we're going to look at. Exactly. And with that in mind, when you're thinking of the activity of prayer, uh, there are different motives for prayer. Right. And there are different methods of prayer. And we're going to go into those. And we're going to talk about Yeah, we're going to get into those. So, okay, so the prayerful Christian and then a thoughtful Christian. This, we didn't say scripture, but this has a lot to do with Scripture. Well, I think if you look at the passage that comes next in verse 8 of chapter 4 of Philippians, we know this passage, and we tell ourselves, this is the passage we need to live by. Finally, uh, excuse me, uh, finally, brothers, Paul says, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just or right or righteous, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, and if there is anything praiseworthy, and obviously there is, that's not, then meditate, on, think on these things. Um, what's Paul talking about? What are the things, these elements he's talking about of our thought life, where do they come from? Mm-hmm. I think it's obvious. That, that, you know, it's not just like I got to think of some really right things and some pure things to think about. Where are the right things, the just things, the pure things, the lovely things, the things of good report, praiseworthy things? Where are they? They're in Scripture, and so yeah, the truth of God's word. So a thoughtful Christian must be first a biblical Christian. You say, well, Duh. of course I believe the right. Bible. I go to church, right. listen to sermons. I believe that God. Is a Trinity? I believe Rose from the dead on the third day. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I believe all those things. Born of a no, I'm talking yeah. about a biblical person, a person that is, you know, it's as one fellow I heard a preacher say: if you cut him, he bleeds Bible. She bleeds Bible. Right. Um. So this is this is what Paul's talking about. He th- he didn't say he didn't have to say. You guys need to meditate on Scripture. This is Scripture. That's what this is talking about. We need to be biblical Christians. And that doesn't mean we just go to church when we're supposed to, and we just believe against abortion and the things right. we're supposed to be against, and, and you know we're against all these things. No, we're biblical. And then, though, there's a way to that, and we'll talk about that way. A biblical Christian, a thoughtful Christian, has to be a conscientious Christian. That's really hidden in that whole idea. Think on, meditate on these things. Conscientious. We are conscious. You're aware. We're conscious of what we're thinking, of what Mm -hmm. we're doing. You know, quoted that friend on two or three occasions on the podcast, but he's worth quoting in this context. This friend of mine, I used to work in a place where he came in all the time, and he said to me, you know, when when I get out of bed in the morning, I set my heart on the Lord. Which was based upon a, a psalm. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought, wow, I haven't. I've never forgotten that. It has haunted me and encouraged me at the same time. Set your heart on the Lord, Charles. I go to bed at night. Set your heart on the Lord. And so we have to be conscientious about this. We're not going to be biblical Christians by accident, Yeah. by just saying it. Well, and I think the motivation behind the Scripture aspect and even looking ahead to Passion for Christ in October – 
we're motivated because there we see a lack of thoughtfulness in the context of scripture and God's word, his truth. I be honest with you, a lot of the questions that we get at Passion for Christ or outside of that, as we minister and engage with people, even within our own local church, you know, it, it's it, it it's anywhere is a lack of people who don't understand God's Word. And they're thinking it's not guided by it. Yeah. And we come from a church where the Word of God is preached. Right. So, and I think it's not, we often, we've often said, hey, preaching of God's Word, the expositional preaching of God's Word, that's a foundation of a church. Like, you need to have it. Right. And it's true. But you can come hear sermons, as we've already mentioned, right. and not be a thoughtful Christian. Because that exposition has to lead to a certain living. Yeah, I remember we – this has been several years back at A Passion for Christ, but Dave, our pastor, was there, and we were going into doing a Q&A session, panel discussion question, and we had all these questions that had been written out. We were going through, and Dave stopped me for a minute and said, hey, do you mind if I say something before we go in? I was like, well, I guess it depends on what it is. <laughs> and uh, he said, well, he goes, what I'm seeing here is overall – is that people don't know how to approach Scripture and view Scripture, and that's why they're asking these questions. And I was, he's right. And so what he did is he kind of went, and, and we we're going to go into some of this, so I'm, I'm not going to go into everything he went into right. because it'll kind of give it away. Right. But he wanted people to see, this is how you view Scripture. This is how you approach Scripture. Now take your question and, and, and filter it through that. The question is in that context. Yes. Life is lived in a scriptural context. And he was challenging them to be thoughtful. Right. And and I think that was good because all those people who had asked those questions now can go, oh, you mean I don't have some wise person I can just always hang on to and get my answers from? Well, <laughs> that's not a bad thing, but yeah. that's not what we rely upon. No, that's not and, all and, there is and, to and it. I, and I think we've got to to get people thinking thoughtfully right. about the Word of God. It's interesting. To, and. Just to bring Dave back into that question, because Dave's good at doing that. Yeah, and he w- he was taking some folks to the airport, and I don't even remember who the person was, but I won't say what the subject. And was. I don't even know if it was the same year, but no, he did it wasn't. This. It, it was uh, yeah. several years ago. Yeah, and I'm not going to say what the issue was, right? Because it doesn't matter, right? But this person made a comment, a negative comment about a particular thing or an activity a person did, and he said, "So, what's wrong with that?" <laughs> he wasn't saying. It's the right thing to do. Right. He simply said, what's wrong with that? What's the problem you have with that? You think that problem means I'm not a Christian? or is it? And, and if so, why? So what was, Yeah. So yeah. what he was saying, we often had this when you were a boy, yeah. when you were in yeah. that micro boys, I would simply say, you would say something I agreed with. Right. But I would say, well, what's wrong with that? Is that in the Bible? Does the Bible say that? Right. And, you know, now there's some – for a parent or dangerous, that means your kids may th- – Think different than you because, and they may think biblically, but they may yeah. come to a different conclusion. So anyway, the point is, we want people to think. We want them to think biblically. We want them to think conscientiously. Since you were raised with Christ, seek the things above. Where Christ sits at the right hand of God, set your affection on things above, your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. So we've gotten prayerful, we've got thoughtful, but last we have a watchful Christian. Now somebody who's observant. Maybe not as observant as I hope they will be, but the observant is saying, "What does this passage have to do with being watchful?" I want you to notice. A sh- it came a, to my mind a little phrase. It's almost said offhandedly by Paul as he's writing. He says, "Rejoice in the Lord always." Again, I will say, "Rejoice." Let your gentleness 
be known to all. The Lord is at hand. Hmm. The Lord is at hand. Now, there, there are probably some disagreements as to what he meant by that, but I believe, based on just some reading and thinking, Paul was doing what he often did. He alluded to, or he referred to, in the context of everything else, the coming of Christ. Yeah. Eternity. When he, you know, when I preached Dad's funeral a couple weeks ago, um, I preached that passage where it talks about being absent from the body, be present with the Lord. But in that passage, Paul says, so we make it our aim that whether we are absent here, not in his immediate presence, or present, we seek to do what is pleasing to him. It's the sense of the presence of God and the coming of Christ that guides us. And, and you see that here in, in um, Titus chapter 2. Titus, Paul says, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us, Christians, that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age. What? To what end? Looking, or by what means? Looking for and looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our Lord, our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who redeemed us, who gave himself for us. Now, this is it. What, what does that mean, then, as we think about this in the coming weeks? And this is going to be on the tail end of our series. Well, one, a watchful Christian is a hopeful Christian. Mm. No one should be more positive in the biblical sense than a Christian. You're not talking about power of positive thinking. No. Yeah. We have reality facing us in the future. Whatever happens today, whether I drop dead tonight or tomorrow, or someone T-bones my car or truck, I, I, have, I have hope yeah. in this life. If in this life only we have hope in Jesus Christ, we're of all men most to be pitied. But Paul's inference is we don't just have hope in this life. We're looking forward to something. So a thoughtful Christian is a hopeful Christian. The Lord is at hand. The Lord's coming. I believe Paul just about convinced the Lord would come before he died. Yeah. He, when you read him, it didn't happen. As did all Christians bef- after him. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, I I often think, man, what would it be like to shout, the trumpet? Yeah. Wow. But that that shake things up. <laughs> yeah. That change things up. Yeah, it would. We have hope. Not just in this life. We have hope. And that hope is not hope like we hope so. Right. But it's a sure expectation. So a, a, thought, a watchful Christian is a hopeful Christian. A watchful Christian is a happy Christian. And we don't mean the worldly happiness Happy of go lucky. Go lucky or <clears throat> yeah. just I have what I want and I can't be any more happier than yeah, I am right I mean, now. Yeah, I got the world by the tail. Right. You know, and uh, it's not know, based on circumstances. We are happy in Christ. We are content with Him. And we, our eyes are on the horizon. You know, the sailor, especially before, even now, even though they have all these instruments now, but the sailor was looking to the horizon, mm. looking beyond for the destination. You know, I just um, I told you about this off air, but I just listened to Mark Dever and Jonathan Lehman and the, their podcast. And those people who don't know that is, it's from Nine Marks Ministries. Yeah, yeah. I highly recommend it. It's pastor's talk, but hey, Christians yeah. can benefit from it. And he, as a pastor, who has such a pastor's heart, they talked about eternity. 
And one of the things he talks about is in worship how he seeks to turn the hearts of the people, the conversation, the thinking toward eternity. He said our old Christian fathers did that. They were thought in terms of eternity. Blessed assurance is more than just now. It's it's something to come on, you know, on Jordan's stormy banks I stand and cast a wishful eye to Canaan's fair and happy land where my possessions lie. That's what we own is. Right. We don't own this stuff. It's just right. temporary. We need to think that way. We need to be hopeful. We need to be happy. We need to be watchful. So these three elements, as the weeks pass, be a prayerful Christian, be a thoughtful Christian, be a watchful Christian. And that's the direction we're going. Um, I'm not quite sure because we're still developing some of this. Um, not sure how long it would be. It's, I would say if I had to get it, it's probably going to take us into spring at least. I would think. Yeah. A couple of months maybe. Um, yeah. So as our listeners prepare, this is what's coming, and we wanted to kind of lay the, the table. Yeah, and pray with for all us. the settings. Yeah, pray uh, for us. Pray that, that we we'll would, apply yes. what we do, and that we will also say what needs to be said that will be a challenge to the people of God. Yeah, and we're looking forward to it, and we say, hey, join us every week on Wednesday for what we're going to talk about right here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. We yeah. look forward to it. We'll talk yeah. to you soon. Thanks, everyone, so much for joining us today. You can always visit us on the web at crosstalkpodcast.org. Crosstalk is produced by Vision for Living Ministries, a nonprofit organization. This podcast is a free resource, but you can support us financially through our website. For more information on Vision for Living Ministries, visit our website at visionforliving.org where you can find more great resources. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for Vision for Living or on Twitter at V4L. We also love to hear from our listeners. You can email us at info at visionforliving.org. Be sure to join us next week on Crosstalk, the gospel for today and beyond. Beyond.